Welcome to Cloudcast Basics, the best source on the internet for learning cloud computing. And now from the Cloudcast Studios, here are your hosts, Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. Hello and welcome to Cloudcast Basics. This is your co-host, Brian Gracely, and with me, as always, is my other co-host, Aaron Delp. Say hi, Aaron. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about how cloud computing is new and different than the technology that we've dealt with over the last decade or so. So, Aaron, why don't you get us started from a technology perspective? Why is this stuff so new and different? Yeah, there's a couple different points here. The first point is really about accessing technology anywhere in the world. And also this concept of not owning data centers, right? In our other podcast, The Cloudcast, we've talked to a lot of guests. Some of those were, you know, more startups that never built a data center. Some of those were more traditional and had data centers, but maybe they don't want to build anymore. Maybe they want to get out of this data center business. And this leads us into the next point of the reason why is because they constantly want access to new innovations. They didn't want necessarily lock-in. They want to be able to, if something new comes out, let's go explore that technology. Maybe it's something like AI, artificial intelligence, or ML, machine learning, or big data. And being able to really dip your toe in and try these out was a significant benefit of all of this. And then if I take the technology out of it for one second, this idea of payments, you know, we talked about this in the previous episode, CapEx and OpEx a little bit. How can you realign the business from an operations and cost standpoint? Maybe you now have multiple options to align to business needs, right? Instead of paying hundreds of thousands to millions up front, maybe you can break that down into bite-sized chunks, monthly costs, pay-as-you-go. And there's a lot of benefit to all of that. And and that kind of leads us into, Brian, why should you care? Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons why somebody's going to care. Let, let's start with sort of an individual reason. If we go back even just five years and you look at the jobs and technology that were focused on some of the legacy technologies, or they were focused primarily on uh, you know work within the data center, you compare those to the jobs that are out there today that are primarily working on newer technologies or working in the cloud in one way, shape, or form, those jobs are often paying 30, 40, 50% more than they were just five years ago. The demand for knowledge in this space and new technology in this space has grown so much that people are paying more for it. It's become a business differentiator. The second thing is, you know, we think about how it helps your business. Well, your business is going to ebb and flow. You need the ability for it to scale up and down. Um, you want to be able to experiment on a more frequent basis and not have, you know, massive costs that are associated with those experimentations. And then we just think about if you're trying to build the next generation of how you talk to your customers, the next generation of how you work with your partners, the next generation of how you analyze data. You know, so much of that is going to be leveraging new technologies. It could be mobile technologies. It could be interactive bots that respond to your customers with customer service. It could be doing big data analysis, trying to figure out, you know, what is the next trend going to be? And so, you know, you want to be able to have access to those technologies. You don't want to have to think about how are we going to build those? Do we have the skills to build them? Are we in the right city to get the you know, latest and greatest engineering talent? 
you want to be able to just think in terms of what does my business need to do? I have access to all this innovation, all this technology. A lot of it's going to be simpler for us to use or manage. And you want to be able to take advantage of that. So, you know, you put all those things together. There's great benefits for why you should care as an individual and and personally for your career. But just as importantly, there are so many opportunities for your business to, to go to the next level, to move into next markets, to, you know, work in new ways that the cloud just totally makes sense. Now, Aaron, how does this ultimately create business value? You know, I talked about it's important for the business, but how ultimately, how does it create business value? And, you know, maybe you can give us a story or an example of, uh, you know, how you've seen this work in reality. I like to use the term. It's just a simple term because it really applies everywhere. Cloud reduces friction, right? It reduces friction in that barrier to entry in the technology. It reduces friction in the cost models and it allows you to do some things that are really interesting and unique. You may have heard the term fail fast. And at least when I first heard this term, it it wasn't necessarily appealing because, you know, you're failing. But if you're going to fail, you want to fail fast. You want to minimize the resources behind that. You want to be able to have that freedom to explore new areas. And this is all about just running low cost experiments and then being able to, if that succeeds, scale up extremely quickly or something that is actually more important at times, and even sometimes from a technology standpoint, more difficult is scaling down. Sometimes scaling up is easy, but then how do you kind of unwind that and scale back down? That can actually be a problem if not done correctly. And as far as an example goes, I like to use, um, you know, a lot of us were impacted by, by COVID-19. And the pandemic, as we record this, was was earlier this year. I, there was many customers I talked to personally who, in March, when everything was starting to onset, needed to scale up their business, their work from anywhere. They maybe had a mandate where everyone had to work remotely. And maybe before it was 10%, 20% of the business. Now, suddenly, 90%, 100% of the business has to work remotely and has to do it extremely quickly. There was one uh, customer I spoke to. It was Friday afternoon mandate came down by Monday morning, 100% work remotely, and they had zero ability to do that, right? And how did they do that? They had basically a little over 48 hours. They leveraged cloud computing. They went out to one of the big public clouds, got access to all of the resources, put all of the services in place, built all of the applications, and were able to provide remote access to all of their end users. It was uh, over 200 end users in a little over 48 hours. So this that was an, an example of extreme velocity, that reduction in friction, and being able to scale up extremely quickly. Brian, do you want to close us out? Sure thing, Aaron. I hope folks can understand and see that while there are going to be some similarities in terms of technology that's been used over the last five or 10 years and what we highlighted here regarding cloud computing and the various aspects of cloud computing, the real difference is really in how you use it, how you access it, your ability to do things on demand, to do things in a more agile and uh, rapidly moving manner. And with that, we're going to wrap up our talk about how cloud computing is new and different. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of cloud computing. Thank you for listening to Cloudcast Basics. You can find all the show details at cloudcastbasics.net or in your favorite podcast player.